What's up, guys, and welcome back to Back Pocket Topics. I'm Cooper. And I'm Scott. And today, um, we have a March Madness preview episode for you guys. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be going through each region, um, go, doing the entire region, and then going to the Final Four at the end. And you guys probably have noticed we've got a guest on um, today, um, Matthew Jones. He's our friend from school. Would you like to say a little bit about yourself? Yeah, definitely. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I'm a huge college basketball uh, fan. I watch usually about two games a day since they uh, started in November. They started two weeks earlier in November this year. I was very excited about that. Um, spent roughly three and a half hours combing through the stats on my bracket. So, yeah, I'm Excited to be here. Got all the stats fresh on my brain, ready to go. Great, man. Um, we're, uh, we're happy yeah. to have you. I will just start off right now and say that I don't know that much about college basketball. Um, every year before March Madness starts, I try to like do my best to like catch up, research a little bit. So I, I won't be entirely lost during this episode, but if I have a couple bad takes, you know, I'll just use that as an excuse. I'll do it. Yeah, and I'm probably, like, a little bit in between, like, definitely more towards Cooper than Matthew, because I've watched a couple college basketball games this year. Not a lot. Definitely not enough to, like, have an educated opinion on, like, this. But, like, I've spent the last, like, three days, like, working on it a ton. I have a 31-page document that I made. Um, So, yeah, the the font's pretty big. So, like, I got to see me and Scott. (laughs) <laughs> me and scott start going off on you we won't hold it against you too hard yeah like so like i don't i, I know a little bit but like i'm gonna be referencing my notes a lot because i took a lot but yeah i don't know we'll see hopefully we um know what we're talking about and this is a fun episode so yeah we're gonna start us off um just starting in the south with alabama versus the 16th seed which is a play-in game so I think this is pretty straightforward. Yeah, I don't really think it matters who wins this play-in play game. Um, Bama's going to roll them. Uh, in my opinion, probably the best team in the country from what I've drawn um, in Bama. Uh, I mean, we could talk a little bit about... I mean, people may talk about the controversy that may be surrounding them. Um, but it looks like they're they're battling through that, I think. Um, yeah. And they look to be rolling right now, um, but yeah, it won't be really, it won't be a close game. Well, um, yeah, I don't think there's much else to say there. At least we'll talk about Alabama further probably when we get to an actual tough matchup with them. But um, we're going to move on now, just for the sake of time. Um, Maryland versus West Virginia. So uh, Matthew, do you want to get us started off with that one? Yeah, for me, right off the bat, West Virginia takes that for me. They're um, offensive efficiency adjusted is 15th on Kempom. They're a really strong team. You know, Maryland, they do have a decent defense and a decent offense. They're pretty middle of the ground. But Bob Huggins, as the coach of West Virginia, he knows how to put together a team. Um, the Big 12 has been much stronger throughout the season. I think, I think West Virginia comes out ready to play and they spank them. Um, yeah, I agree. Also, um, just another little tidbit um west virginia starts all seniors so they're going to be very experienced and that's just something that's good and i also have west virginia going although um if we're looking at maryland though um they have a very talented guard jameer young who who knows he's 
he could just go off in that game and end up winning it. It's an eight nine game for a reason. There's gonna be there could it could go either way, but I think that West Virginia is definitely the favorite in my eyes. Yeah, um, I went back and forth on this one. I ended up picking West Virginia as well. Um, I saw some stat that statistically um, over the past, I don't know, I think it was 30 years, that nine seeds have won more games than eight seeds. I mean, obviously, it's a bit of a toss-up. There's a one-seeded difference. Um, And I do think that they're both good teams. Um, I know that Maryland has four guys on the roster that average double figures, which is, I mean, always good. And... um, all that you mentioned good guard play, which obviously is very important. Um, but I am rolling with Bob Huggins and this uh, experienced West Virginia team. All right. So the next game now, um, San Diego State, the fifth seed versus the twelfth seed Charleston. Um, I'll get us started with this one. San Diego State is who I'm picking. I think that San Diego State's defense is just incredible, and they just recently won the Mountain West, which. And they've just been trending up recently. It just it feels like they're four and one over the last five games, twenty seven and six throughout the entire season. And like I don't know, their defense is just really good. They're good. At, they're good rebounders. They're fourteenth on Ken Palm. And I don't know. While their offense is underwhelming, I think that they're gonna roll through uh, Charleston. Yeah, to go off that, I really think it comes down to defending the three against Charleston. They shoot a lot of threes. They make a decent percentage, but their goal is to shoot more threes. Um, in San Diego State, they come in at 16th on ranked um, nationally in three-point percentage defense. So I don't think there's any way that Charleston wins this game. Uh, that's where I'm going to come in and say that I actually picked Charleston to win this game. Um, the, my main reason for this is I think it was a year or two ago or maybe three um, I had San Diego State making a deep run, and then they lost in like the first round. So I have a bit of a bias against them. Um, so I, I just went, I, I went and fade them. But um, when I actually did do a little bit of research on Charleston, um, Matthew did mention uh, they shoot a lot of threes. And when I say a lot, it's a lot. Um, more than forty-seven percent of their field goal attempts per game are from behind the three-point line. So. Um, with a team like that, I mean, all it takes is is one one good game. They could get hot and just start burying all their threes, um, and that could be a difference maker. I also just wanted to toss in um, a twelve over five, and I couldn't find any that I really loved. So, yeah. All right. So now keep moving. Um, we've got Virginia versus the thirteen seed Furman. Uh, anyone want to get us started with that one? I can. Um, I've seen a lot of people uh, taking Furman over Virginia here. I cannot bring myself to do it. I think the defense um, and rate of play is really what's going to slow down the game and not allow Furman to do what they want to do. Furman, similar to Charleston, not at the same rate. They shoot a lot of threes. Um, But the crippling defense of Virginia, they want to slow down the pace. They want to limit possessions. I don't think that Furman is going to be able to get into a groove. Um, I don't see Virginia going very far here, but I think Virginia is going to be able to win this game solely with their defense. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Like, actually, so I'm actually very familiar with Virginia's defense because we I watched a couple, little bit of film on them just over the past couple years because actually Fremd stole our defense from Virginia's defense. We run the backline defense the same way that uh, Virginia does. So yeah, 
very effective defense that um, just leads to a lot of close games. But because they play in a lot of close games, that's a lot of just variability that could happen. So I don't think they're going to go far. I do have Virginia, but I don't think they're going to go far in the tournament. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you guys pretty much summed it up. Um, I have seen a lot of like Twitter people and like people on TikTok talking about Furman. Um, but I'm just going to keep it safe. Go Virginia. Uh, Scott, you mentioned like good defense to run, but um, a good defense, unless you're playing like Cam Christie or Connor May, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on, we could go to uh, the six seed Creighton against the 11 seed NC State. Um, for me personally, for my bracket, uh, this is a make or break game because I have Creighton going all the way to the Elite Eight. Um, I thought you were about to say that. I thought you were about to say that Creighton was going to get upset. No, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping <laughs> they don't. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like Creighton. The more that I've done my research on them, I just feel like they're a team that people should really be paying a lot of attention to. Um, they're definitely like a team that like the advanced metrics loves. Um, they're rated pretty well in offensive and defensive efficiency. Um, they're the 13th overall team on Ken Palm, and they're six seed, which doesn't really add up. Um, but I know that they have struggled and had some kind of confusing losses to maybe teams that they should have beat. Um, but I don't know. I, I like, I like, I like Creighton. Yeah. Um, I just think that like Creighton's really good. And I think that they just got a little bit of a rough patch. They lost six straight when Cockbrenner had mono. So that's like, and he was one of the, he's, I think their best player probably. So um, yeah, and also they don't have much of a bench. Like they're literally five five deep. Like switch could be a little bit um, concerning later on, and if someone gets hurt, then I think they're kind of screwed. But I definitely have them winning in round one. So yeah, yeah, you guys pretty much summed it up right there for me. Creighton's a solid team. NC State's good, but they rely on one guy way too often for me. Um. Yeah. So. Now let's move on to Baylor versus UCSB. Um, I have Baylor winning. I think Baylor has one of the best offenses in the country. So, yeah. Is there any doubt here, Cooper? I'm right with Scott. I toyed with the UCSB idea. Um, only only because uh, Baylor's... I've been reading a lot of stuff that says that Baylor's been like right on a rough patch right now. Um, but people are hoping that they're going to be able to turn it around. Um but no, I didn't. I did not have it in me to pick the fourteen over three. Uh, here. All right. So let's move on to Missouri versus Penn State. Um, Utah State. Or sorry, Utah State. My bad. Penn State's yeah. the yeah. other ten seed in a different um, region. Um, You're good. Missouri. Um, I have Missouri losing because I, I just think Missouri. Interesting. Just, I don't know. I think that they're just a horrible rebounding team, which I can't get over. Like. Like literally every other team in the in the um, tournament, apart from like maybe two or three teams, has a re- has the rebounding adv- advantage like in their games. But um, Missouri is minus seven and a half rebounds per game, and that's just way too big of a difference to make up, especially when Utah State is plus five per game. So that I just feel like they're just going to dominate the boards there, and also um, Missouri's. Um, just plays a big turn. Like 
turnover game and like yeah they force a ton of turnovers but like they also commit a decent amount like not a lot but like they definitely i don't know i'm just riding with utah state sorry for poor analysis if that was poor analysis yeah um i'm gonna hop in here too before matthew probably rips us to shreds somehow um missouri they have uh kobe brown he's a really good player um in the one missouri game that i watched this year uh playing i forget tennessee maybe I don't remember, but he played really well, and uh, I've seen some of his stats, and he's definitely a good player. But when you look at Missouri um, on Ken Palm specifically, uh, they're 10th in offensive efficiency, which is obviously really good, um, but fall all the way to 178th in defensive efficiency. And historically, um, teams with that sort of like uh, discrepancy between offensive and defensive efficiency uh, tend to not pan out as well in the tournament. Um, I know all too well as I took Iowa to go to the final four last year and they lost first round. So <laughs> yeah, um, I took Utah state. Yeah. I'm well, as you said, Cooper, I'm certainly not going to be able to rip you guys to shreds because a lot of people are saying Utah state in this game. Um, but as Scott pointed out, it comes down to turnovers for me on this one. If you look up and down the starters for Utah state and the Mizzou, Mizzou has almost 20 pounds on almost every single guy that Utah State puts on the floor. And Missouri, you got, um, what are they, eighth in the nation for turnovers forced per game. Coming from the Mountain West, I think Utah State's going to walk into this game, and they this game is just going to start moving at a pace that is way too fast for them. It's going SEC pace. It's not going at Mountain West pace anymore for these guys. Mizzou is going to force the envelope for him, turn him over, and get into that eighth-ranked offense way faster than Utah State expected. And I think they're going to start raining it in from the floor. Seems fair. Yeah, yeah but def- I didn't realize I have no they had 20 yeah. pounds on each. <laughs> Mizzou has some really big guys. <laughs> um, those are very good points. Like I said, though, like I said, you guys are going with pretty much everyone else that I have seen from analysts wise. That's not Utah always State. a good thing. That's <laughs> yeah. Not, that's not always. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's I right. guess I was also we'll swayed see. by just like Utah State's like they're 18th on Ken Palm and for a 10th C being 18th on Ken Palm, that, that's pretty Missouri's good. Missouri's 51. Yeah. Huh? Missouri's 51. Yeah. Um, and also Utah State's one of the best three point shooting teams in the country. They're shooting 39% from three as a team, which is one of the higher numbers in this, in the tournament. So I don't know. It definitely, like you you make great points, but I don't know. I'm still going to stick with the, I'm going to stick with Ken Palm on this one. Usually so, the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, but our next game is, I mean, I don't really think Arizona versus Princeton. Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Moving okay. on. We've got to save time. Um, so, Purdue? Uh, no, we're going to go just finish up the South and then. Right? Oh, yeah. I see. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so we're going to start with, so Alabama. All right, how are we going to do this, though, if we have different brackets? Hmm. Do do we, how do we want to do this? Hmm. We could just quickly go through the rest of our bracket and then mm-hmm. individually and then just give our thoughts overall. So I can start. Um to finish out my bracket, I have Alabama beating West Virginia, uh, Virginia beating Charleston, Creighton beating Baylor, then Arizona beating Utah State, and then Bama beating Virginia, 
uh, Creighton beating Arizona, and then Bama beating Creighton. Um, Alabama, to me, um, is the best team in this tournament, I think. Uh, Brandon Miller is the best freshman in the country. He's been balling out. Um, future lottery pick. Uh, they play good defense. Like good offense, good enough offense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'll finish up my bracket. I've also got Alabama beating West Virginia. I've got San Diego State beating Virginia. Uh, I just trust. I just think that Virginia plays in too many close games. I just think that they're not going to make it far. So San Diego State. I've got Creighton upsetting Baylor. I, Baylor's defense is just terrible. And like Cooper mentioned, historically, um, teams with like outside top one hundred ranked defenses like they, they don't last very long so and also Creighton's very, really good so um Creighton passed them Arizona passed Utah State so and then I have Arizona beating Creighton although I think I think that's really close I definitely toyed with I definitely toyed with the idea of Creighton over them Alabama beating San Diego State and then I put Alabama over Arizona but I I, I thought about um Arizona but Alabama was just too too long too athletic too fast just, I don't know. And plus, like Cooper said, Brennan Miller. So, I'm pretty much the same there with Scott, except for I have Baylor over Creighton. Um, the defense for Baylor is a little bit suspect. However, the defense for Creighton is good, but from three, defending the three point percentage, they're 166th um, in the nation. And I think Baylor's going to get hot from beyond the arc, and I don't think Creighton will be able to catch up with that. Um, but then I do also have Alabama, Arizona in my Elite Eight, um, and Alabama taking that game. All right. Um, All right. Moving any, on to the any East. concluding thoughts on the South? Nope. Um, let's move on to the East then, starting with Purdue versus another playing game. It's got Purdue. Purdue. Yep. Zach Eady's going to eat these guys for breakfast. <laughs> um yeah so now into eight eight seed memphis versus ninth seed fau um i picked memphis i just think that i, I think memphis memphis is honestly one of my more favorite teams in the league in the um country i think that um they just had a lot of great wins this season they're they, they're one of the one of the an older team they're pretty experienced and this play really fast, and Kendrick Davis is a very talented player, so I don't know. I'm right there with you. I think Memphis takes that game. I think Memphis is going to try to make a little bit of a run, um, but I, I really like the way they play. The fast tempo, they're fun to watch. Um, yeah, uh, I've got FAU winning this game. Um, one thing that stands out to me right away is I, I'm looking at my bracket, I see... 31 and three as the record. Obviously, that's something that jumps off the page. Um, and they're a team that's won, uh, I believe, seven or eight games in a row coming into the tournament. Uh, definitely getting hot at the right time. Um, but the what made I was very in between on this. Um, what made my decision actually? Um, I don't know how much you guys know about like the sports betting world, but um, Memphis is one and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, like via the spread, and I believe it was ninety percent of the money bet on this game or on Memphis to cover that one and a half point spread. And typically, when it's that big, uh, Vegas doesn't really lose. So 
part of me is um, believing that maybe Vegas knows something that we don't. Um, they made that line low because they knew people would hammer Memphis and FAU is going to come away with this dub. Um, but really, it was just kind of a pick for me. I don't have a ton of sharp analysis on that. All right. So let's move on to Duke versus Oral Roberts. Who wants to get us started? I think Duke is your hottest team in the tournament right now. They win this game and they win a lot of other games. I agree. Although a lot of people are saying that, like, if Oral Roberts drew anyone other than Duke, they were picking Oral Roberts. So, because with Max A. Smith, obviously, and they have that big kid, too. I forget his name, but. That 7 5 guy, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, I don't know. But Duke is just too hot, too talented. Yeah, um, I yeah, Oral Roberts is like kind of. I think people will still take Oral Roberts just because like they have kind of a funny name, and they also went on that run um, a couple years back, so people will just kind of remember that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with the stuff you guys said. I think that Duke has like a perfect storm coming together of all the things that you want in a tournament team that's going to win several games. Um, experienced guard play. Jeremy Roach is coming back. He's been here before. He was on that. Uh, team last year um, and just a ton of athletes they just have a bunch of like like obviously they've got high recruits it's Duke um, just a bunch of athletes run the floor I think that they're definitely going to win this game and a couple more for sure um, yeah I think we can move on to Tennessee versus number 13 Louisiana and t- I have Tennessee winning despite the loss of Zakai Ziegler um, which definitely puts them behind and probably limits them from making a deep run in the tournament, despite being, but they are ranked super high on Ken Palm. They're top five in Ken Palm ranking. Um, they've got an incredible defense and they've got a lot of size. And I don't know. I think that they're a talented team, but just losing Sakai Ziegler is definitely, definitely going to um, leave, a, leave a mark on what they could potentially do with, with him. I'm with you. They're they're going to beat Louisiana here because Louisiana is not a whole lot, but they've been sputtering recently. The offense really isn't there. I don't think they can do a whole lot. I think they're going to win this game by a lot, but I, I do agree that they are going to um, definitely struggle. I think this is the only game that they win. Um, I'll talk about that later a little bit. But yeah, I mean, just echoing everything you guys said. Um, I mean, losing your starting point guard is never good. Um, He's like the main guy that would facilitate their offense, obviously. And now I believe they're asking their um, their shooting guard to facilitate the offense. I can't I can't remember his name exactly, but I know that he shoots it really well from three. But all of his threes are like off ball, getting the ball off ball, and not creating his own shots. And he's going to be the one bringing the ball up, which is also going to harbor their offense. So, yeah. um, but they are going to win. Yeah, so now moving on, we're going to let Matthew take this one. Um, it's number six, Kentucky versus 11, Providence. Yeah, I'm a big Kentucky basketball fan. A lot of family goes to Kentucky. I take Kentucky here um, because, for me, Providence does not guard the three. Um, I was talking about Creighton, 166 in three-point percentage defense. Providence is right there at 165. Um, when I watch Kentucky, what they need to do is they have to spread the floor with the three, and that opens up opportunities inside with Shibwe. Um, I think Reeves, he's going to get hot. He's gotten up to 
25, 27 point games this season when he's shooting the three well. Um, and I see Reeves doing a lot of damage from behind the arc um, against Providence. Um, I got nothing else to add. Yeah, uh, I actually <laughs> I took Providence to win this game. Uh, I'm kind of playing the narrative game. Um, Bryce Hopkins coming out um, and playing against his former team in Kentucky, a team that never really found a way to utilize him in the slightest. And he's transferred over to Providence and like really blossomed into a college basketball star. Um, Providence, it... <sighs> They're definitely they have a rough defense that that you can't really can't really ignore that, um, but they are a team that uh, started off the season six and zero in conference play, and they have wins over teams like UConn, teams like Marquette, but down the road they definitely did fall apart. Um, but I'm hoping that uh, they can bring it back together. Maybe Bryce Hopkins is going to play a little revenge game, and I just wanted to I wanted to mix up my bracket a little bit here. It's certainly going to be a fun one to watch. Um, yeah, let's move on now to number three, Kansas State versus 14, Montana State. Um, I don't know much about Montana State, but um, so I have Kansas State winning. Same. I don't have much to say, really. Yeah. All right, moving on to number seven, Michigan State versus number 10, USC. Um, I have USC winning this game because I just think that the size mismatch is going to be too much. I think that because USC is obviously always one of the bigger teams in the country, and this year's no different. They've got size all across the board. Not only do they have like big, like big, big men, but they've got big guards and big forwards. And it's just going to be too much for Michigan State, who's one of the smaller teams and just struggles to defend inside as much. And is just a less physical team overall than USC is, despite Michigan State shooting the ball very, very well and one of the higher three-point percentage teams in the country. I just have, I just think that the size mismatch is something that USC is just going to be too much for Michigan State. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, the stat that really pops out for me is field goal percentage defense here. USC, seventh in the nation, holding opponents to just 39% from the floor. Um Michigan State shoots a good three ball, but I think the defense from USC is going to shut them down. Um, here, I'm opposite pick as you guys again. I'm going with Michigan State once again. Um, because I don't know that much about college basketball, I tend to play the narrative game a little bit. Um, obviously, we know about the tragedy that went down with Michigan State on their campus a few weeks back. Um, so really, I mean, no, no matter what happens, um, it's really admirable that these guys and the coaching staff are still able to like go through and put forth their best effort. Um, but I do think that that maybe is something that could inspire them a little bit. Um, Scott and I touched on this a little bit in our NFL playoffs uh, video, just playing for something that's bigger than the game um, could always have a little bit of a positive effect um, on a team. Um, and also, I mean, when it comes down to it, Tom is so, uh, all this might not be one of his best teams he's ever coached. Um, he's a great coach, one of the all-time greats. Um, and I, I don't know. I could definitely see Michigan State win this game. Um, one thing that does have to happen uh, in order for them to win this game is uh, guard Tyson Walker is going to have to show out. He's averaging just under 15 points per game. Um, he's shooting 43% from three. They shoot the three ball well, as you guys said. So. Yeah, well said, Cooper. Um, 
Moving on now to Marquette versus Vermont. Um, two seed versus 15 seed. Marquette's going to win this. So, yeah, finish it. Now we're just going to go through, once again, um, the rest of the East region. Um, Cooper, do you want to start us off again? We could just go in the same order yeah. as last time. Yeah. Um, so in the next round, I have uh, Purdue beating FAU, Duke beating Tennessee, Kansas State beating Providence, Marquette beating Michigan State, and then I have Purdue ultimately losing to Duke, um, Kansas State losing to Marquette, and then Marquette beating Duke to go on to the Final Four. Um, just real quick, just about Purdue. I There's a lot of people that are going to say, Oh, the executive, he's 7-4. Like, how are you going to guard that guy? Like, he can just he can just reach up and put the ball in the basket. Like, yeah, obviously, Edie's a very good player. Um, but historically, like, just the NCAA tournament as a whole is very guard-dominated, and that's what you need. You need experienced guard play to make deep runs in this tournament. And Purdue's a team that starts two freshmen at, at uh, point guard and shooting guard. So I think that's something that could ultimately just kind of lead to their downfall. Couldn't agree more. That's why I have Memphis beating Purdue in the second round because um, because of those two freshman guards and because of the fact that Memphis is an extremely athletic and extremely fast team that forces a ton of turnovers. I think they're going to be able to press those two freshman guards a ton and just force a ton of turnovers and just end up running away with um, running away with the game with a lot of transition points and. Yeah, so I've got Memphis beating Purdue, and then I've got Duke beating tennis, beating a weekend um, Tennessee. I've got Kentucky beating Kansas State. I've got Marquette beating USC. Um, Duke beating Memphis. Um, Marquette beating Kentucky, and then Duke beating Marquette because Duke is just extremely hot right now. They've obviously got a ton of talent. It's Duke. Everyone want, they have all a ton of high recruits, a ton of talent. So yeah, I've got Duke coming out of the East. I have almost almost a mirrored bracket. Um, my one change, I have Kansas State beating Kentucky. Um, similar to how I see Providence as a poor three-point defensive team, um, I see Kansas State as a really good team that defends the three ball. Um, and I think if you shut that down for Kentucky pretty quickly, their offense is only Sheboy in the middle. Um, and as Cooper talked about, there's only so much you can do with a National Player of the Year guy playing as your center. Uh, yeah, that pretty much sums up um, that reason. Uh, we can move on to the Midwest. Um, first game there is, I mean, number one versus 16, Houston versus Northern Kentucky. I got Houston. Yep. Houston's cool. best team in the nation on Kempom. Yeah. And then we have 8-9 matchup here between Iowa and Auburn, if someone wants to get us started there. I can get that started. Um, I have Auburn taking that game. Um, I see Auburn as a team with really strong defense. Iowa has an incredible offense, um, number three in the nation. But kind of like Cooper was touching on earlier, their Iowa's defense, um, 167th Tony in the nation. It is really yeah. far back. Um, Auburn was not doing great in SEC play. They had really rocky um, conference season. Um but I see Auburn just rocking it for him. And I also have written down um, it's going to be a big uh, middleman battle between the bigs in this game. 
um, big guys for Auburn, big guys for Iowa. Um, but it comes down to Auburn locking down the three for me. Um, I'm also pretty sure that the Auburn Iowa game is going to be in Birmingham. So, and Auburn yeah. plays so much better at home than they do away. And there's going to be a lot of Auburn fans at that game. So overall, it, or like in the end, that's also why I have Auburn winning, even though I'm not a big fan of Auburn as a team. And I think that Houston's going to destroy them in the second round. So, yeah. Um, now moving on to Miami. Oh, versus- even- oh sorry. My bad. My no, bad. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, yeah, I didn't have much to say either way. Uh, honestly, I did no research on this game at all. I just hate – I have a burning – hatred for Iowa because they messed up my bracket last year. So I didn't even think about, yeah, I just took Auburn instinctively, but everything you guys said pretty much reaffirmed my pick. So you're good. So now we're going to move on to number five, <laughs> Miami, number 12, Drake. Um, who wants to get us started? I got nothing much to say about it. Miami has an electric offense. They're going to light up the scoreboard in a way that Drake has never seen before. And I don't think there's any way that Drake is Gonna be prepared for that. Uh, here, here we are again. Uh, I, I actually took Drake in this game. Um, you know, Drake, Drake's the team that, yeah, they might only be in this tournament uh, due to the fact that they ended up winning the Valley Conference tournament, um, and that. They had a good record, um, but like they definitely would not have made it to the tournament without winning that tournament. That definitely is true. Um, I just think that they're a very experienced team, and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that um, their starting lineup is all seniors, um, which is something that you know uh, having experienced players definitely helps. Um, they shot 54% from inside the three-point line, 41% from outside the three-point line. Um, and I also just kind of thought it was cool that uh, the head coach, his son, is on the team. He's a sophomore, and he's probably, like, one of their better players. Oh, wait. Then they definitely don't start all seniors. Whatever. One sophomore. Um, he scores 19 points a game. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of a cool story, and I wanted an upset, so. Cool. Okay. Um, now moving on to number four, Indiana versus number 13, Kent State. Um, I've got Indiana winning um, just behind their star power with um, Trace Jackson Davis. Um, and yeah, not much else to say. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people that are taking Kent State here. I do not think they're going to be prepared for the size of Indiana. I think Trace Jackson Davis is going to be all over scoring plus 25 points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Pretty much, it. I took Indiana as well. Better, best player on the court. So, yeah. Um. So now moving on to number six, Iowa State versus the play-in game of Mississippi State and Pittsburgh. Um. Anyone want to get us started there? I'm gonna check the score of that game right now as well. That's a good call. Um. I went with Iowa State. Um. I didn't even really have that much reasoning for why I picked that. Um. But as I'm looking at Ken Palm right now, Iowa State is eighth in defensive efficiency, which is actually like really good. Um, that is something I definitely would have used to help influence my pick. Um, for me personally, when I'm making these picks, I feel like defense is something that is pretty like it's gonna 
like translate over to the tournament, um, maybe more consistent consistently than offense will. Um, so I, I tended to pick like good defensive teams, I think, for my picks. Um, I took Pitt here. Um, I see Pitt as a really dangerous team. Jeff Capel's really done a really good job with his program there. Um, currently, with five minutes left to go in the second, they are shooting 57% from three in this game. They're eight from 14 from beyond the arc. That team can really light it up. They are hot. Um, I think they take it to Iowa State, fresh off their playing game. Um, I picked Iowa State because I was really tired because I did a ton of stuff and I was too lazy to do two more, just do two teams. And I was just decided to pick Iowa State. So, yeah. And Iowa State has a great defense, like Cooper said. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, moving on to number three, uh, Xavier versus 14, Kennesaw State. I just picked Xavier. Just think they're the better team. So Yeah, I watched Kennesaw State. I hate to say it. They uh, didn't show much in their game that I watched from them. <laughs> they had one game televised all season, and it was not, not much of a showing. <laughs> Um, yeah, so now moving on to number seven, Texas, Texas A&M versus number 10, Penn State. And Texas A&M is one of the hotter teams in basketball right now. Um, since December 7th, Texas A&M is 19-4, and four, which that's pretty good um, for a seven seed. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyone have anything else to add? I took Texas A&M. Yeah, I did as well. Um, pretty much everything I've been seeing about this matchup is that uh, A&M is underseeded, and they should definitely be a higher seed. They're deserving of a higher seed. Um, so I'm kind of just going with that narrative, plus the fact that I don't think Penn State is really that good of a team. Um, they were a fringe uh, tournament team to begin with. I think the only reason they even like snuck their way into the tournament is because of their performance in the Big Ten tournament, and really if they hadn't, gone in and beat, I think, Illinois it was, and played a close game with Purdue, um, they wouldn't even be here. Um, so uh, I'm I'm rolling with A&M. Could not agree more with what you guys said, yeah. Um, yeah, so after that, we have, I mean, 2-seed Texas versus 15-seed Colgate. I actually, for a 2-15 matchup, I, I'm not, no, I'm not taking them. I'm not, don't, no, I'm not taking them. I, yeah, sorry, I definitely set that up. Um <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking Texas, but I've seen like a lot more people than I feel like I should, like toying with the idea of taking Colgate. Maybe I think Texas a is a number name. one seed in this tournament. I think Texas is a top three know. team in the nation. I think Texas is going to plow through this division until they reach Houston. I agree with that. Texas is just the better team. So, yeah. Um, so now, once again, going through the Midwest division, um, Cooper, do you want to go yeah. first? Yeah, so I have uh, Houston beating Auburn, uh, Indiana beating Drake, Iowa State, which now I'm reconsidering after hearing all the math you said. No, 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 I'm, I'm keeping it the same. I have Iowa State beating Xavier, um, A&M losing to Texas, then Houston beating Indiana, Texas beating Iowa State, then Texas beating Houston to go to the Final Four. Um, I've got Houston beating Auburn, Indiana beating Drake, Xavier beating Iowa State, Texas took Drake. Um, yeah, I took, oh yeah, I took Drake over Miami. No, 
Okay, I thought I was alone in that. <laughs> Look at yeah, that. I don't know. I, did, I just, I don't know. Miami's, they're just... Defense of Miami's pretty scary. Yeah, mm. they're horrible at defense. So they do have very a very good backcourt and um, put up points like no other, but Drake... Very good. I, I'm just going with Drake over them. I want to pick. I wanted to pick one five over twelve, or twelve over five. So, yeah. Um. So Indiana over over Drake, Xavier over Iowa State, Texas over Texas A&M, and then I put Texas over Xavier, Houston over Indiana, and then Houston over Texas. So Houston's going to make it out to the Final Four. For me. I've got the same for Houston. Um. I have Indiana beating Miami. Um, in my second round, uh, Xavier beating, uh, who I think Pitt, um, I think Pitt's going to come out of that Xavier beating Pitt, um, and then Texas beating Texas A&M. Um, and then in my elite eight, I have Houston taking Indiana, Texas taking Xavier, and then Houston taking your division for the final four spot. I think Houston is going to be the team to beat. Me too. Um, so now moving on to our final region, the West region, starting off with Kansas versus Howard, Kansas, moving on. We're already 40 minutes in. Okay. Um, Arkansas versus Illinois. Um, I ended up taking Arkansas in this one strictly for the fact that we live in Illinois and I feel like a lot of people are just going to take Illinois because that, and I want to be different. So that's, that's it. I took Arkansas. I think Arkansas is underseeded here. I think Arkansas is going to blow the pants off of Illinois. I don't think there's any way that they're going to sit on the same court. Yeah. Um, Arkansas is just a far superior team talent-wise. Like, literally, they had so many high recruits this coming season. Like, they were derailed a little bit by injuries and stuff throughout the season. But, um, I don't know. Arkansas is definitely the better player or better team. And if you're going to – living in Illinois, there's going to be a ton of people taking Illinois. So if you want to get those points – in the bracket, it's just smart to take Arkansas. So I will also say Eric Musselman, the Arkansas coach, drinks a Diet Coke every single game. If you watch him, he's over there sipping a Diet Coke. It's the funniest thing ever. So. Good for vibes. Good for vibes. Cool. I like it. <laughs> um, now, yeah, so next, what's the next? Uh, uh, number five, St. Mary's versus number 12, VCU. Um, I took St. Mary's. Did anyone else do anything differently? That's a piece I'm starting to realize as we're going through this that I probably took too many 12 seeds over five seeds. Um, but that, you'll get one how, of them right. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, <laughs> that, uh, but it, it's it's fine. Um, everything that I have seen um, says that VCU plays like really really good defense. Um, and I know St. Mary's does too, and they both they're both teams that likes to like kind of slow down the pace. Um, it's going to be a really like low scoring game, but because it's low scoring, I think it definitely has the opportunity to be um, a close game, meaning that it could be a bit of a toss up um, by the end of it. Uh, one stat that stood out to me um, is that VCU first forced turnovers on nearly one fifth of their league opponents possessions. Um, which means like every uh, four or five times um, opponents brought the ball up the floor, they first turn turnover. Um, that was a ten teams, um, but still, uh, f- being able to force turnovers is pretty important. So, yeah. um, I go with St. Mary's here. Uh, for me, St. Mary's shoots a really solid, um, 
what are they at? From the three, they're shooting 37%, 38% from the country. Um, I think they're going to win the game based on their threes and based off the fact St. Mary's has been fighting um, in the West Coast Conference with Gonzaga in these types of matchups where they're low scoring, slow pace, really half-court set offense. Um, and I think the preparation from playing Gonzaga multiple times in these types of matchups, St. Mary's is going to take it. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, and yeah, St. Mary's just, like you said, a very strong defense. They're an incredible rebounding team, holding their opponents to only 28.5 rebounds per game, um, and which is one of the best in the country. I don't know the exact number, but I'm pretty sure it's top 10, top 5 in the country. Um, and then also they just got a lot of size, and I just think they're pretty well-rounded overall. So I'm picking St. Mary's there. Um, Thinking I might change my pick. There's still time to do that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I've seen a few people with BCU. So, so now um, number four, UConn versus number 13, Iona. I'm taking Utah, UConn. I think UConn is an underseeded team and will go far in this tournament. UConn's a top four team in the nation. They got underseeded. They're going to do really well. I love UConn. Um, I have them win this game as well. Uh, yeah, sure. I love you, guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, now number six, TCU versus the playing game of ASU versus Nevada. I see TCU also under-seeded here. Um, they couldn't give all of the Big 12 teams really high seeds, um, but I foresee TCU. They're fast. They're athletic. Um, when Miles Bridges, uh, one of their main scorers, was injured, he was out for a little bit during the season. They had a, they had a rough stretch. Um, but they're all healthy now. Um, I think they're going to get on a roll, not just win this game, but win another game as well. Okay. Uh, I took TCU as well. I, I don't also took TCU. I just think, yeah, like you said, they're the better team. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now moving on to number three, Gonzaga versus number 14, Grand Canyon. I think Gonzaga is, their offense is going to put up 100 points on Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Timmy goes... 30 points, 30 rebounds. Exactly. Something light. Um, yeah, I'm good Gonzaga. Now, number seven, Northwestern versus number 10, Boise State. Um, uh, I went Boise State here. Me too. Boise State on Kempom shows up really solid at a 31. Um, Northwestern shows up really low. 42, um, I believe. Showing up at 44. Um, and their offense really just lacks it for me. Um, yeah, I don't think Northwestern, they're a strong team, but they rely on Boo Bowie, however you say his name. They rely on him a lot, and I think if you can lock him down, they're done. Also, like, yeah. Northwestern, they're a big defensive team, but they the main their best part of their defense is their post-defense and just their big-man defense, but um, Boise State's best players are their guards, so I just think that that matches up better for Boise State, so that's why I picked them. With Northwestern here, uh, I mean, you mentioned uh, Boo Booey. He's a very talented player. He's having a great year um, this season. I mean, really, the only reason I took them, um, I applied there, and I'm waiting on my decision. So I thought maybe this would be a good good vibes for that. Um, but no, I don't know. I just I just kind of blindly picked it, if I'm being honest. All right. Got no, no analysis. Uh, fair enough. And <laughs> anything to help you get in. So 
Um, now number two, UCLA versus number 15, UNC Asheville. I think that this is a pretty easy pick. We're going to go with UNC Asheville. Oh, <laughs> no. yeah. Dude, Asheville, Asheville is a beautiful city. Really? <laughs> Why? Okay. okay. <laughs> the western part of North Carolina, great tour spot. Okay. In all seriousness, UCLA, not a guess that. UCLA is going to be winning that game. Um, despite their struggles with injuries with, um, what's his name again? I was Jalen, Jalen Clark. Um, they also have another guy that recently got hurt that Bowen guy of forward. Yeah. Ade, yeah. Bo, what was, Ade something. Bowen, Bowen, He's another big guy. So they're two yeah. big guys, um, are both struggling with injuries. So that could be a very interesting, maybe could hinder them from going much further in the, in the tournament, despite like they're ranked really well on Kempom. They're ranked number two in the country on Kempong, uh, Kempom, and just losing, not having that big man defense and just big man presence in general might um, hinder them from going far, but I don't think it will stop them from um, beating UNC Asheville, even though it is a great tourist destination. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm going to UCLA here. Just like give a little overview. Um, I was really disappointed when I like started realizing that UCLA was going through some injury problems because if you look at the metrics, that's like a team that's just like screaming national champion. But it's unfortunate. Um, I can go through the rest of my bracket right now, real quick. Um, I have Kansas beating Arkansas, UConn beating VCU, um, Gonzaga beating TCU, UCLA beating Northwestern, and then UConn beating Kansas. UCLA beating Gonzaga, and then uh, UConn beating UCLA to go to the Final Four. Um, just, like, to, I mean, we've all said that we were big UConn fans. Um, just, I mean, if you're the fourth overall team on Ken Palm and you're a four seed, something's not really adding up there. So I'm playing the analytics game and taking them. They're an experienced team as well, so that helps. Um, yeah, so... I'm picking Kansas over Arkansas, UConn over St. Mary's, Gonzaga over TCU, UCLA over Boise State, um, UConn to upset Kansas, um, uh, UCLA over Gonzaga, and then, sorry, and then uh, UConn over UCLA. Uh, sorry, I my eyes <laughs> my eyes twitching for some reason. All right. Um, UConn over UC and then UConn over UCLA to make it into the final four. I just think like, yeah, UConn is, 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 is extremely underseeded. They've got so much talent all the way through with, um, dual threats with Adam, Adama Sonogo and Jordan Hawkins. And they've also got their big man, Donovan Klingon. And I don't know. I just think that UConn is incredible and they'll make it. This is a very, t very, very tough, um, region for sure. But I think that they're going to come out of it. Yeah, I pretty much have the same thing, except for I do have TCU beating Gonzaga. Um, I think Gonzaga's one of their strong suits is Drew Timmy, right? I think TCU is going to be able to work around Drew Timmy in that they're fast. They do a lot of small dishing inside the paint, which is where a ton of their points come from. They drive into the lane and they dish out to the low post, to the up post. Um, I think that's going to be really beneficial for them. I don't think... Gonzaga's athletic. I don't think they're at, as athletic as they have been in years past. Um, and Gonzaga's 220th in field goal percentage defense. 
Um, TCU has a very high field goal percentage offense um, because they take a lot of high percentage shots right below, below the rim. I think that favors TCU there. Um, but like they said, I got to go with UConn to my final four from that bracket. Cool. So now I guess we'll just go through our own personal final fours and um, our reasonings for, behind them. Cooper, do you want to go first just to keep the order yeah, the same? for sure. Um, so I have Alabama versus Marquette. I have Alabama winning that game. Um, I've said it multiple times. I'll say it again. I think Bama's the best team in the country right now. Um, yeah. And then I have Texas beating UConn. I was very torn on that game specifically. Um, but just due to the fact that Texas is coming into this tournament, just not the, uh, Duke is probably the hottest team coming into the tournament, but Texas is right up there. They're um, definitely on an upward trend. Um, and then the national championship, I have Alabama beating Texas. Um, very good final four, obviously. Um, I don't think you can go wrong there. Um, so I haven't completely worked out my final four. This is what I have currently, but it is subject to change because like, I might be picking Texas over um Houston, because I think that Texas has gone through a lot of adversity with like having an interim head coach and just all that. I feel like they've just gone through a lot of adversity and they're hitting right now. So I don't know. I just have a, I just have a good feeling about them, but I'm still picking Houston over them because Houston is just Houston. Um, anyways, so I've got Alabama beating Duke. I just think Alabama's just the better team. They're just more talented. I think Duke's run has to end somewhere. Um, and then I've got Houston over UConn. Um, just because Houston, they just dominate on all metrics and they um, take care of the ball very well while forcing a bunch of turnovers. And I don't know. I really like Houston. Um, and then I've got Houston beating Alabama in the national championship, um, mostly because of that turnover difference, because Alabama does commit a lot of turnovers. Um, they average 14 turnovers a game. And meanwhile, meanwhile Houston forces 14 a game while only committing nine. So I just think that that turnover battle is going to lead Alabama to speed themselves up and just end up committing like 16 turnovers in the game while Houston's going to be able to maintain that their number down low closer to like nine or 10. And I think that's just going to be the difference maker in that game. So I've got Houston winning the national championship. Yeah, I could not agree more with you there, Scott. Um, I have Alabama and Duke in my South and East. I think Alabama takes that game. Duke is really hot, but I think Alabama just, they're going to keep rolling by that time in the tournament, their three point shots. They're going to be really hot from the floor. Um, for my other side, I have Houston and UConn. I think Houston wins that game. Um, and then for my national championship, Alabama and Houston, um, only one team, they did it twice. UCLA has won the national championship in their home city of Los Angeles. They did it in 1968, 1972. I think Houston is going to be your second team to win the national championship in their hometown of Houston. Um, like you said, the turnover game, it favors Houston. They're made for those big spots. They were in the national championship game last year. Kelvin Sampson, I mean, he's an unbelievable coach. He knows what he's doing on the floor. I think Marcus Sasser is going to be okay by then too. Um, his injury is a minimum of three weeks. By the time we get to the national championship, I think he'll be as good as new. So I think... Uh, Houston is going to take it in Houston to win your national championship. Um, cool. So got some similar picks. Yeah, guess we're 
great minds. Maybe, maybe not in the early rounds. I tend to be a bit of an outlier here um, in a couple of those games. Um, but definitely the final four, pretty similar. It's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you guys, but like as I was working through my bracket, sorry, just real quick. Like every time I think I'm done, I'll like go on social media and see something. And I'm like, wow, I didn't think about that. And then try to go back and change it. And even doing this, I'm like, oh my God, I have so many things to change. You know what? I'm just, I gave out my picks publicly. It's going to be on the internet. I'm done. I'm you got to stick with them. The worst, the worst thing you can do is change them because that's when you lose. Yeah. Okay. That reassured me. I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. So I think that this was a great episode, really, really entertaining to make certainly. And hopefully just as entertaining to watch and listen to. Um, I think that we're Cooper and I are going to try to, um, get our brackets out on our Instagram page. So, um, check those out and comment and just see, just comment your thoughts. We'll put Matthews on there too. Um, if he wants it to be on there, of course, um, happy to have it there. Perfect. Um, and yeah, so if any, does anyone else have anything else to add before I close this out? Houston's a dog. Houston is a dog. <laughs> um, I think I'm all right. Uh, don't come getting mad at us. Well, me specifically, if you take my picks, I don't really think after all the, uh, great analysis I gave, I don't think many people are really going to be telling my picks, but we'll, you, you, you had some, you had a lot we'll of see. great points, Cooper. Don't sell yourself short. We'll see. Hey, we'll see. A lot we'll of see. the stories of March Madness come from the Cinderella stories with the, and within you got it. You got the Michigan state story. I mean, a lot of it happened. A lot of the magic is there. You you we'll added see. a much we'll more see. personal element to it that a lot of us, that Matthew and I didn't do because we were diving into the stats a lot more. Like I think that it went you the most personal, then Matthew, because Matthew actually watched a ton of basketball, <laughs> and then me, who's just going off the numbers and stuff like that. So I don't know. But, yeah, don't sell yourself short, Cooper. It's March Madness. Anything can happen. <laughs> For sure. Anything can happen. And for all you listeners out there, um, we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode and um, good luck with your brackets, your bracket pools. Hope everyone um, does well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just, thanks for watching. and just one last thanks to Matthew for coming yes, on and you, just be providing your very, very um, cool and smart opinion on we need we need yeah it just added a great added a great voice to the podcast 100 i mean hey it was a great pleasure i had a ton of fun doing this so thank you for the opportunity of course of course all right um we'll see you guys next time thank you very much for watching um have a good one yep good night